in to another edition of Let's Talk TV, Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 2. Cody McClure is back with us. A lot of haters and losers said it wouldn't happen, yet here you are. It's Monday, but it's okay. We're still getting it done. If there's anything I enjoy talking about, it's uh, it's Game of Thrones. So I was going to show up for the next episode, uh, even though it's, it's a day late. Hey, hey, here we are, right? What were your thoughts on this episode? We talked a little bit about it on the radio show, but... Uh, you gave this, what, a 7.2 on a scale of 1 to 10? Yep, my final score is a 7.2 for this episode. I think it was uh, it was very good, still a little bit slow-paced like the first one was, but I, I think that we got more depth with the characters in this one than we did the first one. So not a lot of action, but because of the character depth, which has always made the show great, uh, I think that uh, that makes this a significantly better episode. So where would you put that on a scale of 1 to 20? It's a 7.2 out of 10. So on a scale of 1 to 20, I'd probably go with uh, uh, 12, maybe 12.1. And one, uh, one out of 100? Because I gave it, I gave it uh, an 82. Or I, I guess I, I gave it around a 78, 82 on a scale of 1 to 100, where would you put it? Okay, if you put a uh, scale of 100, I'd probably go like a 58 for this one. It opens up um, a lot where... I was a little surprised that it opened up immediately with Jamie's trial. I thought we would have more of a, wait a second, what are you doing here? But instead, it cut to the chase, and we opened right up with Jamie's trial with Daenerys basically telling him, hey, we don't trust you all my life i have wanted to find you and do bad things to you for killing my dad and it did not look good for jamie until uh you know brienne stepped up and said no i vouch for sir jamie he's a good man he took care of me which then makes sansa change her tune Jon snow agreed and then Daenerys pretty much had no choice but to forgive Jamie and kind of let him stay there. Yeah, I mean, because Danny was outnumbered at that point. Like, once Sansa and John signed off on it, Danny was forced to basically just deal with it. Otherwise, Danny would have burned him alive. Uh, but luckily, he was at Winterfell. And even though Danny rode in as the queen, I think you saw that uh, Sansa and John are still running the show there. Although it did so, I guess in this scene, we got to see more of... Tyrion looking dumb, right? And basically Daenerys calls it out of like, Tyrion, what the hell is your issue here? Because Daenerys was mad. Hey, Jamie, you're here. Where's the army that Cersei promised? Sir, uh, Jamie was like, ah, eh, it's not coming. Uh, no army, just me. So we did get at least the moment of Daenerys questioning Tyrion and whether or not he's an idiot now. I would say she was just as mad at Tyrion in that moment as she was Jamie. Even though Jamie killed her father, uh, she felt that Tyrion had made another foolish mistake. Or as she asked, was it you being a fool or was it you being a traitor? And obviously Tyrion wasn't being a traitor, or at least as far as we know to this point. So um, that's the thing with Tyrion, though, that's really got me messed up. I don't think Tyrion's dumb. I don't know why Game of Thrones would go through six seasons all the way up to season seven, making us think Tyrion's the most clever guy out there, and then just make him make all these mistakes. It still makes me think Tyrion's got something up his sleeve. Well, I know that's what we keep kind of, I don't want to say hoping, but we keep saying, yeah, surely there's more to this rather than 
uh, like you said, the the most brilliant man becoming an idiot. But we did, I guess, get afterwards Tyrion confirming with Jamie that that Cersei is pregnant, which I don't know if that means she actually is, but Jamie believes she is at least. So um, I guess that puts that to bed from the her drinking wine in well, episode she was- one. We did get that tidbit today. Yeah, uh, she. Uh, I, I like the quote that Jamie had there. Cersei's always used the truth to tell lies. So uh, I don't know because you know if she's drinking wine in episode one, and they're clearly showing that. Does that not have some impact on the pregnancy? That's what I keep thinking. Although maybe yeah, maybe she's just fooled Jamie too. I don't know. Um, but so that that gets settled. Obviously, you have the moment with Bran where he recalls their earlier encounter in episode one of the entire show where Jamie says, "Uh, the things I do for love, right when he pushes, right before he pushes Bran out the window, Bran, of course, remembers and says it back to Jamie. I thought it was weird that no one stopped and said, hey, what the hell is this weirdo talking about? What does that mean? All of a sudden, are you uh, are you a poet, Bran? Like, what what is that? But instead, everyone just let it ride, and uh, which led to you know their encounter outside, where basically Bran was like, "Yeah, shit happens. You were just doing it for your no family, big deal. no problem. <laughs> you you helped me fu- you helped me fulfill my destiny of becoming the Three Eyed Raven. I wouldn't have been the Three Eyed Raven unless you pushed me. So yep. we're cool. Yep. Thanks All for good. pushing me out that window. Now I can see everything. Now uh, I can see everything that's ever happened. So and if that hadn't happened, I mean, then then you know, then Bran doesn't get to do that. So. I guess it worked out okay for him. Do you think Bran's happy as a three-eyed raven? Do you think he's cool with being the three-eyed raven? I don't think he can feel happiness. I don't know. Bran just seems so weird. He's so strange now. I, I don't know if he ha- does he have emotions as a three-eyed raven? Do you think Bran has emotions as the three-eyed raven? Like, I can't tell if he feels sadness or happiness or anything. No, it doesn't seem like he feels any any emotion at all. I mean, he wasn't happy to see John. He wasn't happy to see Arya. He wasn't happy to see anybody. He wasn't mad when he saw Jamie. He's basically been saddled with the stress of knowing everything that's ever happened in the world. Like, basically, his life sucks. Imagine, imagine in your life, Cody, if you could not shake all the bad memories of your life. Like, every time you mess up, every time something bad's happened... Every time you've been embarrassed, every time you've been rejected, if all of that was all you could think about, if you couldn't forget it and move on, that would it be a pretty terrible life. It just continues to build, build and build on top of itself, which is, uh, that's why I wonder with Bran, like, is is there anything good for him? Because he can remember the good things too, but is there anything good in his life? I don't even know if there's any good for him, which I mean, his life as Brandon Stark would have been fairly I don't want to say useless but I guess would he be he'd be the king of Winterfell right I mean I guess since he he would uh, have the claim over Sansa so maybe he would have had a little bit going for him yeah and he would have had the claim over John too as Ned's trueborn son because you got to be a trueborn so so he would have been the lord of Winterfell but the whole thing with Theon still would have happened because Theon still would have came and taken it from him you know, Bran wouldn't have been able to defend it. Right. He gets killed by Theon if he wasn't crippled. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It would have uh, would have played out a lot different. But Jamie's definitely lucky, 
you know, we were talking about him being lucky with Sansa and John making the decision and Danny being kind of stuck. Uh, he's also lucky, though, that Bran didn't just come out and say what happened, because if he had told Sansa and John that, then Jamie probably gets killed in that in this episode, too. Bran was just like, eh, shit happens, man. Don't worry about it. We're yeah, good. It's all good, man. I understand. No big deal. I shouldn't have been climbing up on that <laughs> wall. My mom told me, quit climbing. And you know what? I really should have listened to her. She did. She warned me at the very start of episode one in the first season, and I didn't listen. So had I not seen you banging Cersei, I would have never even known about it. But, you know, with Bran, it's 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 funny because he just acted like everything's okay. But And it's another part of him not feeling emotions because a lot of people died, you know, as a result of that. I don't think he was acting like everything was okay. I think he was more acting like, eh, all of this is really pointless because we're all going to die anyways. Like, you know, Jamie's like, after this, uh, after this, I hope we can, what, what do you say? After this, I hope we're okay. Or after this, he said something about making plans for after they win. And Bran just looked at him and was like, what makes you think we're going to win? Yeah, Jamie was like, because, you know, Bran said, I won't, what good would it do for you to come up here and try to help us if I just had them kill you? You couldn't help us in this fight. And Jamie's like, well, what about after? And Bran said, you know, how do you know there's going to be an after? Man, wouldn't that wouldn't that be awful if if they win the war and then Bran was like, oh yeah, by the way, this guy pushed me out the window. Let's kill him. Oh, poor Jamie. Yeah, at that point, I mean, like, yeah, you helped us win. Shout out to you. Maybe you even killed the Night King. But yeah, you uh, you got to die. You pushed me out the window. John Sansa, he pushed me. He he made me cripple. He's the reason I'm in this chair. He's the reason we had to put in the wheelchair ramps at Winterfell. All the construction workers who had to do all the extra work. Hey, guys, this was him. This was why. This is why my mother and Rob died. It would, um, I, I mean, it's crazy because, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't have been the three-eyed raven. And who knows? What happens if, if, if Bran wasn't the three-eyed raven? Maybe none of them know anything. Maybe they're all dead anyways. Yeah, maybe they wouldn't have even been ready for the battle at that point, you know? I mean, there's so many, it's just such a huge chain of events. Hodor would probably still be alive because Hodor never would have had to carry Bran, so he would have just hung back at Winterfell. Hodor's life would have been a lot better without Brandon in his life. If, if he just would have stayed away from Bran, everything would have been okay with Hodor. He would have been a halfwit. He still wouldn't have been very smart, but at least he would have uh, had somewhat of a normal life. He's probably the, the person the most who's like, man, I wish I never would have met you. Yeah. That's why his death is is so sad to me, because he had to, you know, he, he gave gave it all up for Bran. So you could you could really tie all that back to Jamie pushing him out that window, though. Had that never happened, this show never even exists, really. So it turns out the big plan, uh, you know, kind of jumping around this episode, the big plan that Jon Snow has had seven years to prepare for is we're going to use Bran as bait, essentially. We are going to use Bran as bait and lure him out for the Night King. Yeah, that's it. That's the plan that we're going to let Theon, who cannot be trusted, who, you know, Theon, who is the biggest coward on the show, right? Like, do we have a bigger coward than Theon? Uh, no, maybe, maybe Samwell early on, but not now. Well, even, okay. So, but Samwell, Samwell still didn't, I, don't, I still don't think of Samwell as a coward. I just think of him as not very good at fighting. Well, in his first episode though, Samwell even admitted he's a coward. We, we've never had a moment where he's had to fight. And he's ran away. Even when he had to protect Gilly, he killed the, you know, killed the White Walker. Right, right. We just assumed he was a coward coming to Winterfell. Yeah, I mean, with Theon, we've had a couple instances where he's just ran away. So, I mean, he, he's the biggest coward on the show. 
and the the big plan is he will guard Bran. Well, I mean, well, are they just doing that so that the Night King will go to Bran? And I, I mean, that's weird to me because you know John's going to come in and fight the Night King if the Night King gets to Bran. So, like, I I don't think the plan is for Theon to kill the Night King. Well, no, but Theon's the one guarding Bran, and like you know, Bran basically said, "Hey, if I die, all this ends." Like, I'm I'm the person who knows what happens in the world. If I die, history dies. Is essentially what he said, right? Yeah, he the Night King wants to erase this world, and I am the memory of this world. I believe that's what he said. Yeah, basically. And then Samuel has the line about, you know, that's what dying is, is just forgetting, essentially something like that. I, I still I don't, don't understand all this with Bran. Like if, so if Bran dies, everything's just over with just because he dies. I mean, it's not like Bran dying makes everyone else die. I don't know if Bran dying erases everything, uh, but I think if the Night King gets him, which I don't know what that what that would entail, would the Night King just get like his powers and be able to alter things? Because I guess technically, couldn't the Night King start warging and going back and you know just basically destroy the world from the beginning? Is that the fear? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I've got so many questions still. Yeah, with the Night King and Bran, all the stuff with the time travel and the Night King and Bran, it just all it's all kind of over my head at this point. I just got to see how it plays out. I'm convinced the time traveling is going to play a big part in it. Like I think they wasted too much time showing the time travel not to have the time travel be a big deal. Like between the Hodor thing, basically saying that Bran can alter history as well as uh, him talking to young Ned Stark as he's going into the tower. He's yelling for his dad and Ned Stark turns around. To me, you don't do those scenes unless there's a big time travel, um, you know, a, a big time travel plot. So that's why I'm convinced that everyone's going to die next week and that we are just going to have to have Bran kind of undo it. That gets a little bit weird, though, when you get to the point of, you know, and we were talking a little bit earlier, like who comes back and who doesn't at that point? What exactly will Bran undo if it comes to that? Because he's not going to he's not going to be able to bring everybody back. Is it is it that maybe some of the bodies get burned and some don't and he can change that? Or, you know, I, I don't know because I don't, I don't know, I don't know either because the Night King will turn some of them, won't, won't he? You would think so. But like I said, I, I just keep coming back to the fact that they've spent so much time showing us that Bran can do this for it not to be a big plot point. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I just don't know what's going to happen with it because, I mean, it's just hard to predict, really, because anything could happen. And, and Bran time traveling, I just... I don't know how many people he could bring back or what that would look like. I mean, a big part of this episode, if not the biggest part of this episode, it was all about saying goodbye to these characters, right? I mean, is that how you would sum it up? Because to me, it felt like one big goodbye. Absolutely. Season, or uh, I guess episode one was, hello, hey, remember me? Hey, everybody, we're back. We're all in one place. This episode felt like everyone's just saying goodbye. Like, see you later. Here's a reminder of why you love all these characters. Here's all of their greatest hits. You had Tormund acting a fool. You had Brienne getting knighted. You had Jamie showing that he loves Brienne to the point where it freaked her out. You had even Davos getting to have a, a moment with Shireen, yep. basically. Same as Gilly. Gilly got to have a moment with Shireen. Which, by the way, Gilly, uh, I don't know if that actress is pregnant or she just gained a bunch of weight, but man, uh, they, they were having a hard time hiding that extra weight for her. I felt bad for her. 
Yeah, see, I actually noticed that uh, a couple weeks ago, looking at the, uh, she did some interview, like current interview, even after the filming. She's even bigger now. And and, and it was weird to me because, um, which I, I guess she wouldn't be pregnant, would she, if that was during the filming? How long ago was the filming? Because we would know. I guess the filming wrapped up. Um, we would know by I mean, now if she had a baby. Ago, six months six months ago yeah you would think so yeah we'd probably know if she had a baby but she was yeah she she definitely put on some weight which hurts my power rankings that i did having gilly in my top five i i think now i gotta remove her she's bypassed the thick stage she just went straight to big girl status yeah she's she's heavy she's heavy so so torman when torman came in asking where the big girls were he was talking about her yeah torman should be interested in gilly at this point she's put some weight on now she's no giant but she's, uh, you know, she's still big. So this episode was all about saying goodbye. It, it was all about reminding you why you love these characters. Like I said, everyone kind of got their greatest hits. Even Podrick got his moment of singing out of nowhere. And really the elephant in the room is just who all is going to die, right? I mean, that's that's the big conversation right now of who all is going to die in episode three. Episode three is the big battle at Winterfell, the greatest battle put to you know put put on film. Um, where are you at right now in terms of your most likely to die of our? Let's just call them our top fifteen or so main characters. The A list characters. We'll start with B list. Let's let's start with B list. Uh, you know, B list is obviously like Brienne, Reek. I guess not Reek anymore, but Theon. Um, you know, Davos, the, the likes of, the, right. you know, the Hound, I'll even throw him in there. Who are, who is our most likely people to die there? Yeah. I was just going to say to me, the A-list characters, there's like eight of them. So beyond that, I think definitely Brienne because her getting knighted fulfills her narrative arc, right? She's done. So if you're, if we're doing confidence points, uh, let's say, we'll you go one through 12, you're giving Brienne the the most confidence that she dies of the twelve secondary characters. Maybe not the most confidence in Brienne. I might go Grey Worm number one because Grey Worm basically Grey Worm's definitely dying, right? Yeah, because otherwise you don't have him and Masande there making those plans and oh how special it will be when we can go back to the beaches and oh I'll protect you, Masande. Now nah, there's there's no way Grey Worm's living. Grey Worm's got to die. That. That never works in TV or movies. Once you're making your plans for what, you know, after you rob the bank, uh, you're you're not going to make it out of the bank robbery. Like one more job, baby, and I'll be clean. One more job and we'll go, we'll move away. You always die in that last job. Yep, that's what happened in Heat. Once they started talking about going to the beach, uh, they're they're going to die. Now, I don't know if she'll die, but he he's definitely dead. So you you give him the 12 confidence points. I'll, get, I'll put Grey, Grey, Grey Worm as my number one. Um I'll put Brienne at two. It would be Brienne and between Brienne and Theon for me, because I think Theon's definitely going to die. Um, but I, I just, with him, there is a possibility, I guess, that the Iron Islands could be left, you know, but uh, I don't think so. Nah, the, the Iron Islands are, the Iron Islands, the Iron Islands are gone as far as Theon's concerned. He's, he's not making it out. He went there to die. I think, yeah, Theon made his decision. I would almost put Theon at number two. I, I agree with your Grey Worm take. I think Grey Worm's the the most likely to die. I would say Theon's two, 
and Brienne is three. I think you nailed the top three so far. I think those three are probably the most obvious, although I'd go Theon at three just because, I don't know, it could be a rare possibility. But uh, And then I think uh, Tormund probably. I'm Honestly, I'm surprised Tormund is still alive. I thought wait, he was going to die at the end of season seven when the wall fell. So I've really enjoyed his funny moments and everything. But the thing is, with this show, I don't think we got any funny moments left. I think that's why we got so many in the second episode, because we're done laughing with these characters. Yeah. I mean, I think you summed it. I think you summed it up pretty well. Like, I I love him, but like he probably should have died uh, when they went beyond the wall to get the the white, right? Like that, that was the easy time to kill him. They teased us with it of him getting drugged under the water. They that was my big critique with that episode was that nobody died. They went on this crazy, stupid suicide mission and all the main characters came back. I think he has to die this week, too, which makes me sad. But I think you're right. Yeah, I think he does. I think we're probably going to lose most of our B-list characters, honestly. I mean, mean, do you think anybody makes it out that's not an A-list character? That's a good question. Maybe the better question is who lives. Yeah, because, I mean, I can see... I could see Arya, Sansa, John, like characters like that will probably live. Jamie's an interesting one because we might be at the end of Jamie's character arc. I think there are bigger plans for Jamie, either with the Night King or with Cersei. Yeah. I saw someone on the internet said maybe with Danny too. Like uh, he, they called him Kingslayer for slaying the Mad King. He could also slay the Mad Queen. Perhaps. I, I'm confident Jamie lives, which maybe means he dies. I don't know, um, especially you know with both he and Tormund. If we think Brienne's going to die, chances are the other one's going to see it, right, and be and be sad. And maybe that's how Tormund goes out. Maybe Tormund goes out trying to save Brienne. Yeah, maybe so. Or maybe, or maybe, or maybe charges and kills the people who kills her before getting overtaken. I don't know. Uh, but I, I do think Tormund dies surrounding Brienne some way. Gendry, I feel like he's already overachieved. He's probably got to die, right? He goes out a winner in terms of taking Arya's virginity, and he dies? Yeah, I mean, he's already overachieved. The guy was just making swords for the Lannisters, and all of a sudden Davos comes in and says, hey, uh, come with me, and uh, let's go fight together. So... You know, he gets to find out that he's Robert's son. He gets to bang Arya. I mean, I, I think uh, I think Gendry's probably done. I disagree. I think he's probably my most likely tier two player to live. I think once he banged Arya, I think once he banged, I think once he banged Arya, there's an emotional connection. I think there's still more to his story with the Baratheon tie and um, the houses finally being united in terms of Arya and Gendry which kind of brings season one full circle when when Ned and Robert were saying they're going to combine their families. I think Gendry is the most likely to survive. I would have him as my very lowest in the confidence pool in terms of death. I just wonder if he's a strong enough character for, I mean, I just, I, I don't know. He, he's been the hardworking, just kind of laborer the whole show, you know, and I, I don't I don't see him getting into royalty, really. But uh, but maybe he does. Well, Cody hates the working class. Hate to see it. No, that's that's, that's not it at all. I just it would be a weird uh, plot twist to me for Gendry to end up like marrying Arya. I feel like Arya. Well, we talked about we we talked about that uh, theory that she or excuse me that Gendry is 
the actual trueborn Robert Baratheon and Cersei Lannister baby because you know in season one they both both Gendry and Cersei talk about what people think are each other in terms of Cersei saying she had a beautiful dark haired baby that was take that that was taken away and Gendry talks about his yellow haired mother that he that used to sing to yeah him. now that could uh, that could end up being interesting because especially when you consider that Cersei hated Robert Baratheon uh that she wanted her own bloodline to be the kings in terms of you know her kids with with uh with Jamie that ha- that were full Lannister uh, her hatred for Robert would be some pretty good motivation to hide his trueborn son right who would you know ultimately be the heir to his throne yeah, that seems like something Cersei would do. And then also the fact that if Gendry gets with Arya and that's like a long-term thing, you know, Arya, Cersei has always been on Arya's list to kill. So what if Gendry finds out that is that's his mother and then Arya kills her or, you know, or, or vice versa or something? I mean, so that could be weird. I could see that playing out, I guess. Gendry is my least likely of the B characters to die. Just, I, I feel like he has too many possible storylines. Yeah, okay, maybe so. We need to uh, put a list together by Friday for the radio show to give our our confidence picks out. We need to figure out how many B characters are alive and going to be at the battle and then rank our most likely to die. Power rank our most likely to die. Yeah, that would be well, a good one. There'll be too many to power rank, so I think we should do it like where, like I keep calling it confidence points where, you know, if there's 12 characters, 12 are most likely to die all the way down to one, and then we'll add up the points and see who got the most right. Winner gets uh, T-bone. Loser gets smacked in the face. Or maybe just like a bag of gummy bears or something. Some kind of candy. or I mean, we don't have to do a steak, you know. Or has to take a picture of themselves naked watching Arya's scene. Yeah, that seems a little extreme. But, you know, maybe maybe that's, I mean, maybe that fits. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. As far as the main characters go. That's what I was just going to ask you. The uh, the A list. That's what's interesting to me. Yeah, we got how many? How many would you say we have on the A list? Daenerys, John, Arya, Sansa, Bran, Jaime. Obviously, Cersei won't be in this episode. And Tyrion. Uh, anybody else you would add? Any, anyone else you would add to that? Nope. That's it. Those are the eight. All the Lannisters, all the Starks, and Danny. Yeah, and again, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that uh, Cersei will be in this episode at all. They might show her like uh, doing something in King's Landing. I, I, that's what I'm wondering about the the next episode. I don't think the whole thing will be the battle because it is an hour and twenty minutes. I think it will be. Well, I mean, the episode runtime is an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's going to be an hour of battle and twenty minutes of fallout, or fifteen minutes of fallouts and credits and intros. Okay, maybe that if you include Fallout and stuff like that. But I know like the active battle. There's no way the active battle is. Well, I would say they set the first three or four minutes up of them actually getting into battle. I would say, although I don't know, maybe they go straight to fighting. Yeah, I don't but, uh, know. You'd have to see. You'd have to see some type of standoff or some type of action. It'd be kind of weird to not see Cersei two episodes in a row. But I guess uh, maybe we won't. Well, that's what happens when you keep your ass back at King's Landing. Yeah. You get wrote out of the first you get wrote out of the second and third episode and only get like three minutes in episode one. I'm thinking she's probably okay with that. 
most likely of the A-list to die, I think by far the answer for me is Tyrion. Tyrion is is interesting. That people think he's a Targaryen. Have you seen this going around? Yeah, I mean that that's from the books. Uh, apparently, the Mad King had sex with his mom. Yeah, with Joanna Stark. It is. It is. Yeah, it is rumored that he had sex with his mom. Jo- Joanna Lannister. Yeah, and and not only that, but yeah, there, there's people though that think that last night uh, when after John told Danny the news. If you notice, they immediately went to Tyrion. John and Danny immediately went out on the the balcony or what or the castle wall with Tyrion, and the three of them were standing there together. So I don't know. I saw some people taking that as like maybe that's a message that that Tyrion is a Targaryen too, because there were three of them. Well, that's a theory. Uh, that's a theory, and of course, you know, Tyrion was able to un un unchain the dragons without them killing him. They acted like they sort of liked him. Although that was a more popular theory when we still had three dragons, right? The idea was you had to have three people to ride three dragons, and now we only have two dragons. Or maybe you only have to have two riders and Danny gets killed. Then John, John and Tyrion ride the dragons. <laughs> I don't know. That seems like it would be really, really weird to throw into the last four episodes. <laughs> it does seem weird. Uh, so I, I don't know how that plays out, but... So you think Tyrion is the most likely to die. I heard you say that earlier, but I just, I feel like there's so much left with Tyrion. He doesn't just. I think there's going to be. I just don't think he can go out just with everybody thinking, well, Tyrion made a lot of mistakes and turns out he wasn't so clever and boom, now he's dead. There's got to be more to Tyrion than that. That's, that's a good point whenever you raise that, uh, that concern, but. I just think that someone is going to die. Someone big is going to die down in the tombs. Like something's coming in the crypt. I don't know if it'll be the uh, the Starks, if the dead Starks come out of the tombs. I know a lot of people have said that. If you remember the original trailer, they show Arya getting chased through yeah. the tombs. I don't know if that was just a, a misdirection, but something's going down in the tombs. And Tyrion's going to be down there. Daenerys made a point to say that he is going to be down there. And I just think of the main characters... He's the most likely to die next episode. Well, and remember, every like Arya in that scene is completely terrified. So I'm I'm wondering what happens to Arya down there. Maybe Arya could die, but I feel like that would be too obvious to put in the uh, in the the previews. I don't think she goes out that way. If I had to pick one, I'd probably say Danny dies. If if I had to pick a most, I think it's too early. I think it's too early for her to die there. Yeah, I mean, maybe it is. I'm just saying if, I, if I've if i got to pick an A-lister, I'm going with her. Because if I'm ranking them, I would go with uh, Tyrion 1, Jamie 2. Well, if... Maybe Sansa yeah, Well, if, yeah, if we're, included, if we're including Jamie, I'm going Jamie 1. I'd go Jamie 1, Danny 2, and then you think Sansa... I just don't think it'll be Arya, and I don't think it'll be Jon Snow. I can kind of see it being Jon. I feel like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I don't. It can't be Jon. I just don't think it could be Jon. There has to be a battle between him and Danny. There has to be some type of power struggle. Maybe the power struggle ends up being during the battle. I mean, maybe. He- uh, man, if they killed if they killed Jon in episode three, I think that would just be a really uh, tough sell. I know, we, I, know, I know none of us would quit watching. I just think that'd be a really tough sell. Well, otherwise, I mean, I just wonder how it plays out for John, because John's not going to sit on the Iron Throne. 
that would just be too perfect of an ending, and they're not going to do that, right? I'm not saying Jon Snow lives through episode six. I just don't think he dies in episode three anymore. Yeah, just because it's too early f- to take a character like Jon out. And they've they've set up the big battle being Jon and Danny's power struggle, so I don't think either one of them die. Like we're we're just set up for a big we're just set up for a huge power struggle between those two. I'm still gonna stick with Danny. I think Danny's my pick. Other than obviously, I think Jamie's one, but then I think Danny. I would pick Danny. You go with Tyrion. I think Tyrion has more of a future left than Danny. I could see Danny just going nuts in the battle, like like because it's gonna start happening right after John has told her what he told her, and all she cares about is that damn throne. Ah, the Danny Hill turn. I love it. I love it. Everyone, everyone is out on Danny now. It feels good. Yeah, yeah. No, you you were right. Everyone hates right. her. Feels great. Now she could still redeem herself. She could pull a little fee on Greyjoy, but I don't think she's going to. No, all she's ever cared about is that throne. And I enjoyed watching her trying to reach the throne through the first few seasons. At least I even said the first seven because she had not quite attained it yet and reached her peak. But now she's peaked. And now, see, the difference with Danny now, she was always by herself. So she, when she was burning people, I was kind of rooting for her because I didn't care about them. But now she's with all the other characters see, that we care about. That's the key. That's the key, Cody, is that when she was pulling that shit on the slave masters, we were all like, oh, yeah, we hate the slaves. Slavery's bad. But then she kept doing the whole bend the knee thing, and it just kept getting a little bit closer and closer to our, the people we like. And we didn't even like Dick on Tarly. Like, we barely knew Dick on Tarly. But we liked Sam. Yeah, but when she did that, we were kind of like, wait, that's a, that's a little too far. And that's a good point of yours because the, the real time I knew that we were supposed to be booing her was when she was on her dragons burning up, you know, Bronn and Jamie and the Lannister army. And I'm like, I know we're not supposed to like the Lannister army, but we're supposed to like Jamie. We're supposed to like Bronn. And, you know, this dragon stuff seems really unfair. Seems like she's the well, big guy. Yeah, and that was at a point where I think they hadn't quite turned her at the loot train battle because I I remember watching that episode and the writers after the episode were talking about how, you know, you're really not rooting for either of them. Like, you don't really want to see Danny die. You don't really want to see Jamie die. So I think at that point, a lot of people were still behind Danny, and I was, but I didn't want to see Jamie and Bron die. They've turned her over. They've turned her over now. I mean, it's very clear now that that we're rooting against Danny. Yeah, and in that battle, you might be right, but I just remember that was the first time it really stuck me. Like, hey, uh, are we sure we're supposed to be rooting for the woman with an unfair dragging, just setting everyone on fire? Are we sure? Are we sure we're supposed to be rooting for this person? And then I thought next episode when she burns the Tarleys, that was really the message of nope, no, we're not supposed to be rooting for this person. She has. She has gone mad a little bit. She is not what she claims she is. She is all about the throne and all about people respecting her power. Well, and you remember Tyrion and Varys having the conversation where Varys tells him, you've got to talk some sense into her, basically. you got to try to control her a little bit. You know, to, or I guess the way Tyrion put it was, check her worst impulses. That's what he's supposed to be there for. But he's just continued to fail. We will do the confidence pick on Friday's Talk Sports. Cody and I do a radio show every day from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. 105.7 FM, 13.40 a.m. in Knoxville, uh, foxsportsknoxville.com. Yeah, let's get this confidence pool running on Friday. Is there anything you want to add before we wrap this episode up? 
She suckled me at her teat because she thought I was her baby. Uh, that's a good point about you, about the comic relief. I, I don't think that we're going to be doing too much laughing the rest of the way. Yeah, I don't either. I think Torment's dead. I think he is going to go out trying to help Brienne. And ultimately, he will die. And we will all be very, very sad. That's the thing is we all keep saying like, oh, man, this is boring. Or, oh, man, let's get to the fighting. But once all of our favorite people start dying, we're going to be very sad and wishing they were back in that damn castle drinking wine and and sharing stories and doing drunk nighting of each other yeah everybody needs to take it easy on the the boring thing i mean i know we're all impatient we all want to get to it but um now before we get out of here the one thing i I would like to ask you would you change your stance a little bit on not wanting the next episode to drop after last night that's what i was going to ask you is would you pay a hundred dollars cash right now to watch it oh man yeah, I think I would, which is ridiculous, but I think I would. <laughs> um, I, the fact that we didn't get much to dissect from episode two maybe makes me want this one more. And I know what's coming in episode three in terms of the battle, you know, and, and this being the big episode. But no, I still want to wait. I still like waiting. Yeah, I think you're in the minority on that one, because last night I was, man, I wanted that so bad. Last night at 10 o'clock, I might have paid 200, which is absolutely ridiculous. I will say that my answer would have been different last night. But today, now that I've had time to kind of snap and clear a little bit and uh, to savor it, um, I'm okay with waiting the week. But last night, like you said, I probably would have ponied up at least 100 to watch the next hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, well, either way, at least we got got a week to talk about it now. All right, Cody, I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for hopping on, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks, man.